This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So I want to talk about carbohydrate foods because they have the main impact on the blood sugar. And so all of these foods shown here are going to be digested and turned into glucose and other individual sugars that enter the bloodstream. Foods that have little or no carbohydrate would be flesh, so meat, chicken, fish. Certain dairy products have carbs, milk and yogurt have carbs, but cheese, cream cheese, and cottage cheese have little to none. Cream in half and half also very low in carbs. Eggs, tofu, seeds, nuts, nut butters, avocados, all of the fats, oils, butter, margarine, and then some of the vegetables are so minimal in carbohydrate. Lettuce, for example, I think there's two grams of carbohydrate in a cup of lettuce, one of which is fiber. So it leaves you with one gram. I think you burn more than that chewing the lettuce, so I wouldn't count the lettuce, limes, or lemons. So why are carbohydrates important? So first of all, the main user of glucose is your brain. The brain uses more than any other part of your body, except you know if you're out exercising, the muscles are sucking it up as well. Um, But not only that, the foods, the carbohydrate food groups carry specific nutrients. And plant foods like beans, whole grains, fruits and vegetables are rich in fibers. And we'll talk about the benefit of soluble and insoluble fiber later. Um, But each food group has its unique, you know, often uh, are rich in certain vitamins and minerals. And they don't always cross over that, that, you you know, not, not exactly the same. So a balanced diet is a is a way to get the complement of nutrients that we need. Um, Carbohydrates are also naturally low in saturated fat, and as you know, saturated fat is linked to heart disease. So when you ask, you know, how much of the diet should be carbohydrate, and this is where there's going to be debate forever into the future because not everybody's going to agree on this. And so I'll look at a couple of the things that are um, our standards. So the 2015 to 2020 dietary guidelines are set by the Institutes of Medicine. And in the left column, what they're showing is their guideline for the breakdown of carbohydrate, protein, and fat in the diet. This isn't specifically for diabetes. This is the general guidelines for healthy Americans. And they're saying, and it's a wide, wide range, 45 to 65% of calories should be carbs. Now, having done diabetes management for 28 years, I'll say 60-65% is a lot, and I don't think most people with diabetes are going to tolerate that unless they're riding their bike to Utah this weekend. So you might, you know, you might not want to go on the upper ends. The protein, 10 to 35% is what they recommend as, as part of the diet, and the fat, 20 to 35%. Now, the Diabetes Care Journal that I just pointed out has done observational studies and looked at what the average intake is for people with diabetes, and the average intake falls around 45% of the calories coming from carbs. Some people higher, some people lower, but that's the average. And their protein uh, was noted at 15 to 20% and fat at 35 to 40. So most people fall pretty close to what would be generally a you know, guideline for a healthy, balanced diet anyway. In this case, the fat content was higher, a little bit higher, but provided that that's healthy fat, you know, heart-healthy, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated fats, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. We're going to talk about the different types of fats in a bit. 
So, you know, I'm throwing numbers out there, and then people are, you know, like, what does that really mean for me? And so what I did was I crunched numbers just to give you a table that you could look at, and I did calorie intakes from 1,200 to 3,000. I don't know that anybody in the room needs 3,000 calories, but I've done, you know, diabetes management for 18-year-old football players who do. And so that's why there's such a a big table there. But I made four columns. Um, Remember that they said 45 to 65% carbs. I did 45 to 55, and I added 40 on my own because plenty of people can get by on less carbs and still have a healthy, balanced diet. And a lot of people with diabetes strive to be somewhat on the lighter side of carbs. I'm just suggesting without going too low, this might be a way of looking at it. Now, also, there's a a little guide up in the right corner, calorieking.com, and what they have at calorieking.com is a little button that says, how many calories should I eat? And you plug in your height, weight, gender, your exercise level, and it will crunch those numbers and say, hey, you probably need about 1,800 calories a day, If you want to lose weight, 1,300. It gives you the buttons for do you want to lose or stay the same or gain weight. And then you come up with a basic calorie level, and then you could use this table to get an idea of how many carbs that might be. I do want to point out that the Food and Nutrition Board, Institutes of Medicine, National Academies of Science, have a minimum recommended amount of carbohydrate, and that's called the dietary reference intake. And that number is 130 grams. So that's their studied number of the amount of carbohydrate suggested for the basic functioning needs. That doesn't include exercise. It doesn't include the fact that some people are six foot tall and have more muscle. So they're still suggesting calculating it based on somebody's personal needs, but they're giving a minimum of 130. And the funny thing is, is when you look at the table, it says if your age is one to three, 130 grams. If your age is four to eight, 130 grams. All ages were 130 grams until you got to pregnancy, it was 175. So that would be um, where that number comes from. So if you wanted to just bypass all of those tables and all that math, you could just say, well, what sort of a ballpark amount of carbohydrate people might want to aim for? And I broke it out into women and men, and then I gave three sections maybe somebody who wanted to be on a lower carb intake or somebody who was older, more sedentary. Um, a woman might be 30 to 60 grams at a meal, and a man might be 45 to 75. Then you have younger people who are more fit and more active and, and, you know, more muscular, and they have lower metabolism, sorry, higher metabolisms, and they can burn more calories. And so you can see that there's a variety of, of things to choose from here. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.